too hot out here for a pig, boy. You know where it's too hot? My apartment right now. <laughs> I'm sweating through my pants. The sun is gone. The sun has been gone for hours. And I am sweating through my pants. We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 1995 comedy Billy Madison. Oh, William Madison. Oh, William Madison. This is uh, this is actually our first Adam Sandler movie. That's true. Yeah. That is that is true. Look at that. Yeah, so... um. Thank you guys for everyone who followed us on Instagram and uh, saw that we were doing this. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be announcing our new uh, movie review on our socials because we're we're super hip with the socials. Like, uh, like call us the Miles Davis of of words. Uh, yeah. So on the off chance that you have yet to see Billy Madison, uh, this movie is all about a boy, a man-child, Billy Madison, who, in order to inherit his uh, fed-up father's hotel empire, um, he repeats grades 1st through 12th all over again to prove that he is responsible enough to uh, take on the responsibilities of running multiple hotel chains. So, Yeah, he got off easy, though, because I think everyone agrees that kindergarten is the hardest grade. Uh, I got stitches in kindergarten from busting my face on the toilet so <laughs> i think he could have gone a little further with this oh man yeah well so interestingly enough i watched like an uh a, in, an old entertainment tonight segment from 1994 where i think Adam- that's uh, redundant ricky <laughs> are you watching new episodes of entertainment tonight <laughs> Oh, this 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 so new. Uh, we so I watched it back when they were in production for Billy Madison, oh, wow. and Adam Sandler talked about because he co-wrote the script, right? Um, and you know, you talk about how if you could ever go back to school, like if you would do it right, and like he just always liked that concept. Like, what if a guy really did go back to school? Like, what things would he do differently? Like kind of have fun with that premise and that's how the movie got made and then it was the beginning of uh adam sandler's whole movie making vacation having empire he really has it down to a science because if you go on imdb and look at the people who liked this also liked and then you see happy gilmore water boy big daddy mr deeds the longest yard wedding singer it just has that whole feel that like that personality was fractured across the universe and all of these different stories happened. Yep. Yeah. You will hear more of that from my headcanon um, later on, but yes, Spoilers. absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's it, this movie. I, I watched this movie so much. Like I've said many times on this podcast, um, I went to the YMCA during summer, and when I was in teen camp, we could watch any movie that was PG-13, and Billy Madison was one of them, 
And it wasn't until I watched it, because this was like my first time watching it since I was in middle school. Um, and I knew this movie way more than I thought I did. Like, there are a few huh. movies that I, I know, I know kind of like from beginning to end, I could probably like retell you the movie just from like start to finish. And I did not realize that I had that with Billy Madison. Yeah, like, I remembered a lot more of it than I remembered. Right? Like, I was, I just wasn't expecting it. Like, the whole opening sequence, I was like, I, I didn't even remember that this was, like, the opening scene. The whole, uh, suntan lotion is good for me. You protect me. <laughs> I remembered it was Norm MacDonald and the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were just, like, the best of friends. And just, like, so much of this movie, I'm like, oh, I completely forgot that I, I remember all of this. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it a whole lot more now. This is the first time that I've watched the movie while I've been older than the character of Billy Madison. Ooh, that's interesting. Because Billy's 27 in the movie. Yeah, he's 27. So it would basically be like if we went back and decided to go through school. Because he he mentioned like in the scene when he's talking to Steve Buscemi, uh, he said like, hey, yeah, you're class 94. I was like, wait a second, 94? This movie came out in 95, so he's, like, 11 years removed from high school, unless, like, they're, de- like, setting it in the time of the production, which would be 1994, and if you carry the two, he's 10 years out from being in high school. And I was just, I was just more, I just thought it was interesting that, like, oh, yeah, like, it's, like, if we were to go back. Yeah, that would be very difficult. Yeah. Oh, man. It would be. Um, but yeah, let's uh, give you guys some real production history before we go into more of this great conversation. Um, movie, like they started producing, uh, like you said, in 94. Uh, the movie had a lot of SNL alums, you know, Norm MacDonald, you had Chris Farley, and um, you had, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, Rob Schneider's not in this one. Yeah. I think this is the only Adam Sandler movie that I've seen that doesn't have Rob Schneider in it. Because he's in, like, every other one. Like, he's in Happy Gilmore, right? I want to say yes, but I cannot confirm that at the moment. Throwing caution to the wind. I'm saying it is. Kevin Nealon is in Happy Gilmore, though. I'm not seeing him, Ricky. I'm looking down this list, and I'm not seeing him. Ooh, interesting. Ben All right, then. Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller's in it. He and plays. Gilmore? Yeah, he plays orderly in nursing home. He's uncredited. Ah. We, are, we are now reviewing a movie that we did not watch <laughs> the movie for. Okay. Well, Rob Schneider's famously not in this movie. Um,. <laughs> And yeah, so they have those SNL um, connections, and I I thought it was like a Lauren Michaels film, but like it was, I was super surprised to see that a it was like it wasn't like an SNL produced film, and b and maybe you can probably shed some more light on this. I didn't know that um, Farley and uh, Adams were kicked off of SNL. Or fired from SNL. I, I saw I was doing in my research I saw that they were fired from SNL. Was that part of the big they were fired? 
I I can't speak to that. Okay. Honestly, I do know that in the '90s there was um, a scene where a bunch of people left at the same time at the end of a season, and it took place at a zoo. And one by one, they would try to reach down and like pet the animals, and they would fall over and get mauled to death. And that was their last scene at SNL, and that w- that was in the '90s. Interesting. Similarly, in the 80s, there was a massive firing spree in John Lovitz's cast where Lauren Michaels pulls John Lovitz out of the the room that everyone else is standing in and says, John, I need to talk to you for a moment. And John Lovitz goes, what's going on? He goes, just stand here for a moment. And then you hear gunshots and they open the door again and everyone in the cast is laying on the ground dead. Hmm. And uh, that was how they fired everybody back in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So they say that he, um, that him and Chris Farley were fired. They said like a quote from, uh, M Sandler from 2014 in the daily beast. Uh, I, yeah, he told the daily beast from a vanity fair article. Uh, yes, we were fired. We kind of quit at the same time as being fired. It was the end of the run for us. The fact that him and I got fired, like who knows we were, on it for a few years had our run and everything happens for a reason uh we kind of understood because we did our thing and that's kind of it i didn't realize that he was a writer first and then got on it brought on as a cast member that uh, is interesting as his snl history but it, it it shows because like this movie does a lot of uh just comedy well um because uh, I I, th- I think the thing I liked kind of going into our reactions, flawless transition. Um, I was impressed to see a lot how a lot of the comedy was executed for this film because I remember as a kid when I watched this movie, I wanted to quote it so much. Like I, any chance I got, I I would try to quote this movie. Like I remember actually being in class i don't want to say it was high school but it was probably high school or middle school where i i did the no i will not make out with you you see this girl she'll here trying to make out with me you're trying to make out with me this guy's talking about chlorophyll or god knows what i'm just trying to learn you actually did that I, I I I think at some I have a vivid memory of me doing that in a classroom environment, thinking that this is gonna be the best thing. Um, but that's where the memory ends, so it probably didn't end well. A really obscure reference that I used to say a lot when I was younger was the "good, great, grand, wonderful." <laughs> I just thought that was so funny, and uh, I found out in research for this that. Uh, Chris Farley actually that's a quote from Airheads that they had done the previous year which was also with uh, Chris Farley and Adam Sandler Um, so I never knew that I need to see that movie I mean those guys I mean those those guys work really well together like that was such a fun chemistry between them (laughs) they also said that uh, the whole scene where his like face turns red was improvised yeah um, and I was crying laughing during that scene, just seeing his face get red, his eyes like water up. <laughs> it was one of my favorite scenes. So uh, it's theorized that during the dodgeball scene that uh, Adam Sandler uh, 
hit the kids as hard as he could. Uh, yeah, he said it'd be. Uh, from what I heard it that the f- it's funnier if he hits them full out, and they're like, yeah. "Adam, you can't hit them as hard as you can." You go, "No, it's like I have to, or it's not going to be funny." Yep. And the then, harder I hit them, the funnier it is. Yeah, they say the editors had to cut away quickly after each hit because kids were like sobbing. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the TV version of this? I have. So there's a scene where he plays kickball, or is it softball? Oh, I think I it's kickball. It. Yeah, there's a scene where he plays kickball with the butler because there's a a butler aside from the butler that makes his lunch and. Oh yeah. Or I guess she's a maid, because yeah, difference between a maid and a butler. But there, there's actually a butler that's there, but early in the movie gets killed during the course of this game. And he's like, well, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's very dark, very uh, left field. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, you did it. Uh, see what I did there. <laughs> uh, Interesting fact. This is Adam Sandler's mom's favorite movie of his. Oh, yeah. Cause she, she's like a school teacher, right? Yeah. Nursery school. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of nursery, like the I love the just the overall concept of them. Like, let me just take a few steps back. They say, son, you're not mature enough to run this hotel empire. He's like, well, what can I do to prove it to you, dad? Go back to school and repeat all of your classes from in two weeks. And then I'll give you the company. That premise alone is completely ridiculous. <laughs> like, just like, because like, my thing was like, wait a second. Shouldn't he just like try to run a hotel or like start a business? Like, I, because I, I'm, I'm on board with the whole premise and I get it and I love it. But I'm just like, wait a second. Wouldn't it be better if he. To see oh, if he can know. do the job. Yeah, like because it right. implies that like a uh, high school graduate can take over over six hundred <laughs> hotels and run them efficiently and yeah. manage all those employees. Yeah, it's just like oh wow he he can learn well. Like that's, I mean, granted that's a huge feat. Uh, I think oh man when he did those Z's the cursive Z's, that was fantastic. Um, who uses a cursive z oh man like when he was like writing in cursive a lot of those words didn't look like real words to me just because it's been that long since i've looked at cursive mm-hmm. when he said bunt i'm like is that what a cursive b looks like that can't be right and it, then it was right then he's like no those look like r's i'm like wait is that what a cursive r looks like i need to look at more calligraphy well i found out that a lot of schools don't teach it anymore because you don't need it with typing. So they teach you how to do your signature and the concept of cursive, but they don't actually walk you through, like, make the loops, connect the connections. Yeah. Now you just have to have the right set of emojis to be your signature. Smiley face, smiley face with sunglasses, and a top hat. That's mine. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Mine's the purple guy. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that Adam Sandler said this is the closest that he's ever come to playing himself. Not click? 
uh, he may have said that before click. I mean, if he's comparing really it to like Mr. Deeds, Sandler. Yeah, he said, and maybe he said that at the beginning of his career because I feel like he's kind of settled in. Yeah. To a very honest, I would think that funny people would be the closest. <laughs> Just a horrible person. Yeah, maybe maybe not all the personality <laughs> traits, but a comedian at least. Yeah, yeah. Were there any jokes that you didn't catch uh, the first time you watched it, like as a kid, that you caught this time? Yeah, there were a ton. Um, I think most of them were just about knowing things that happened in the 90s or or having now been a graduate of high school myself. I just, like, appreciated the environment more. Yeah. Um, yeah, because at the time that this came out, I I was a, a little thing, so uh, yeah, I just didn't understand a lot of it. So that's why I would really enjoy like the musicals, because anybody can understand that. And I think I was able to appreciate the clown bit even more. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's oh like, my gosh, that was one of the scenes I remember just laughing hysterically at. It's like, hey, kids, I bet you thought that I was dead. Well, it's funny, too, because my wife and I have been watching uh, several movies lately that happen to feature clowns, but don't advertise that fact before we start the movie. And every time they come on screen, she goes, nope, nope, nope. Oh, man. I guess I didn't understand the concept of being drunk. Uh, You're right. She's like, oh, man, Billy's just being crazy. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, man, that guy... He's just crazy. Just seeing penguins. Yeah, like the ping like I thought the penguin was like a, a a character, like a like an actual character, like uh I guess like the penguin. <laughs> like but instead he's more like the penguin from Fight Club. Uh Grayson, there's not a penguin in Night Club and No man. No, the penguin in Fight Club. He goes, slide. Slide. You know, Wait, is there really a like, penguin in Fight Club? Yeah, it's one of his... Uh, he's in the ice cave. And Edward Norton's like thinking of his happy place or something like that. Or Whoa. it's a scary place. I don't really remember. Yeah. But it looks at him and goes, slide. It's like this little <laughs> cartoon penguin. <laughs> Uh, I the joke I didn't get because I because basically I got really into Adam Sandler and his work in high school, uh, so I listened to his comedy a- album. They're all gonna laugh at you, um, and I heard his Lunch Lady Land song, oh, and yeah. the Sloppy Joe's scene about like I know how you kiss like your Sloppy Joe's like Lady, you're scaring us. Just yeah, <laughs> like it's just a, it's basically just like a reference to the lunch lady land. Right. Uh, oh, I didn't song. make that connection. Yeah, yeah. I Chris I Farley like... plays the lunch lady. Who? Not in this movie. Chris Farley played the lunch lady in the SNL sketch with yeah. that song. Yeah, lunch lady land was like one of my favorite uh, songs to listen Drop to in high school. Drill. Yeah, it's a great song. She's got the case of the gout. Um, but yeah, that, that moment in the lunchroom, just like, 
I know how you kids love your sloppy joes just came completely out of left field. I was just like, what is happening? And then I was like, oh, no, it's a reference to Love Joy Land. Uh, but yeah, lady, you're scaring us. <laughs> they just all laugh hysterically. Oh, uh, um, another thing I noticed that I didn't realize the first time I watched it was that he ended up going to college. That was like a one moment. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give this business to Carl." I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. He, he he's been by his side. That's great." Yeah, Larry they, Hankins the best. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then he said, I'm going to college. I'm like, oh, the the movie's about education and, and how good education is. And he wants to be a teacher. Yeah, which I have some great headcanon about what happens next. His dad dies and he becomes the richest teacher ever. <laughs> oh, man, I think. Yeah, isn't it Tommy Boy? Uh, it's similar. Yeah, Tommy has to prove to his dad that he can take over the family business by selling brake pads. <laughs> See, that... Oh, yeah. And th- that came out after, right? Same year. Yeah, 1995. No way. The same year. And David Spade was supposed to play the... Well, it was considered to play the role of Frank. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it came out in March. So it came out after Billy Madison. Man. Certainly has a type. 95 was a year for these. You're trying to win your dad's approval. <laughs> when did Lion King come out? Uh, the, 94. The, oh, one year early. They were ahead of its time. Uh. <laughs> Remember who you are, Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another thing I also didn't realize was that Bridget Wilson... Uh, was in Mortal Kombat. Sonya Blade. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you played Mortal Kombat more than I did. Yet never saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, I have just, like, faint memories of, like, my cousin watching that movie. Again, we are reviewing other movies that aren't this what movie. What has happened? Because <laughs> also, in my mind, I'm still thinking of Lion King and how much <laughs> I wish I could see Timon and Pumbaa played by Chris Farley and David Spade. Oh, man. Oh, that would have been the thing to see. And just have Simba, instead of having Matthew Broderick, you get Adam Sandler. Like, wow, I really messed up. I disappointed my dad. Nah, I can't go back. Oh, man, that would completely change it. Like, I could just, like, see uh, Billy Madison-esque, Billy Madison-esque Simba grown up <laughs> like Simba you had to come back to Pride Rock Scar is still played by Bra- he's played by Bradley Whitford though yes it's like uh Simba <laughs> the Pride Lands are mine now in case you I'm, didn't get the memo I'm ten times the king Mufasa was who could do Oh, man. Old monkey butt knows what's up. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, the these characters, I mean, I... Because I've, I've talked about, with uh, some of my other friends, about um, how Adam Sandler's movies today uh, has not 
landed as well as the movies that he's made in the past. And see, the thing I'm that offended pe- by that though, because yeah. um, I didn't know you talked about movies to other friends. <laughs> well, it's been in the past. Oh, okay, uh, okay. The distant I'm, I'm, past, 1995. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, really trying to win my father's approval by like talking to other people about movies. But no, I think you're right. They they have evolved quite a bit. Yeah, and well the thing that people always go back to, especially uh like the the movie that they cite are just like, yeah, like Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. Like those are like great movies, but I think the thing I think the reason why we behold in these kinds of movies so much is because at the time they were new to us Mm. um i'll kind of cite this um and we might end up doing this in a future podcast but like the movie scary movie for example that movie was one of the first it it was the first parody movie i had ever seen Mm. um or i take that back yes it was the first parody movie i'd ever seen um and even before Airplane? Yeah, I, had, I hadn't seen Airplane at that point. Okay. Because I saw it when it was new. And I watched it, and I was like, whoa. I'm just like, the Wayans know how to do comedy. I also should know that I had not seen Scream at this point in time, so I didn't realize that literally shot for shot they recreated this whole movie. <laughs> um, but I was like, this is perfect. This is one of the best. I, I, I was like, this is the best parody movie like they comment on the genre and it's funny and they're not just relying on stupid pop culture references like they are parodying the genre and that's brilliant and it wasn't until i went back and saw other parody movies i'm like oh oh well they were just doing this thing but because like to me because i had seen that at that point in time and it was like so new to me i was like this is the best thing ever and i think that because um, Adam Sandler's style of comedy and humor was so um, it wasn't the norm at that time. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it stood out so much. And I think that because he's still doing a lot of that kind of humor today and because we kind of have come to expect it. And he's also somewhat, depending on what movie he's making nowadays, um, is targeting kids as like a younger audience. Uh, things with like uh, the Jack and Jill movie or um, the heart wrenching movie uh, Click, uh, th- those kinds of movies like are kind of like thinking, keeping families in mind, and instead of uh, yeah. a more mature audience. Blended is another good example of that. I saw yeah. Blended recently, and I was like, oh wow, that's uh, not what I expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like he, I think his, um, I think it's just, I, I think looking at this movie today and how like as a kid, cause again, I saw this movie so much <laughs> and I love like, so all the jokes just landed perfectly. And I remember like uncontrollably laughing at scenes mm-hmm. uh, when I first saw this movie. And now looking back at it, it's like, Oh, like I'm, I'm remembering the, those exact memories. And a lot of that humor is still like holding through from when I first laughed at it. But at the same time, I can see that, like, a lot of this is a lot of the jokes and themes and tropes are still in his current day movies. Like, there are O'Doyle-like characters uh, 
in I think almost all of his movies. I remember there's like an Adoyle like character in um Click. Hmm. That's uh that's like kind of poking fun at that that role, kind of like a nod to Billy Madison. Yeah. But like I, I see it as kind of the same, but different. Well, and I think the humor has to evolve with Adam Sandler as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you expect him to do the same kind of comedy at the age he is now, uh, than what he did back then, then it it would feel very strange. And I point to Dumb and Dumber Two as an example of that, where Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels they're playing these dumb characters in the first movie, but so much time has passed and they're visibly older. To have them show no growth, uh, no kind... uh, In fact, in a lot of ways, they seem dumber than they were before. It passes just, ha-ha, these guys are so dumb, and is actually a little cringy at times, uh, being like, am I... Am I laughing at someone who has like mental disabilities or like you see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it it passes that realm of comfort and be like this seems mean. It seems an ill spirit, and so um, I think I think Adam Sandler has navigated that very well um, by connecting to the families because he can stay young through the energy of the family and still just have fun because mm-hmm. that's what he does through his movies. He has fun. Except for Punch Drunk Love, he uh, I, I don't <laughs> no think fun. that was a no that fun was not being had. one for fun. Yeah, I think with Adam Sandler, the the critics who say like, oh, he's not as funny as he used to be, are usually the same people who I know who are just like, oh, SNL's not funny anymore. Like it's it's not that it's not funny anymore. It's that it's not what it was before. Like his. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to see an Adam Sandler movie today, like when I watched, um, I think Bedtime Stories, I saw that movie, and you know that's another uh, Happy Madison production. I watched it, and it was fun. Like it wasn't a groundbreaking movie, but it was a fun movie, and it was also a kids movie. But people are saying, "Oh, Adam Sandler's not funny anymore." It's like, no, he 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 made a family film. Um, But I know people are very critical of him in his movies, but, like, it depends on, like, what you want. Like, yes, like, the 80s SNL had its own flavor of comedy, and when it was on the air, it was, like, um, at least from my memories, it was just, like, that that was the definitive, like, these guys are going places. Like, it was the breeding ground for, like, new talent. Like, that's where we got Mike Myers. Um, and all his other uh, films and things like that. And to compare that to a new generation, um, it puts the limitation on like how much you can allow yourself to enjoy it, basically. Mm-hmm. All that to say is I think that his his movies today, I don't, th- I don't think that his movies have gotten worse. I think that he is tailoring to a new audience and or is just trying to create something different because i didn't know this um but my friend tanya told me that you know the goldbergs is a is a show mm-hmm. that is a happy madison production and really? i didn't know I, that 
I had no clue. I was like, really? And they said, it is hilarious. <laughs> and now I want to, and, and now I like more than even before I want to, I want to give it a shot and just see like the kinds of content that, cause it's all about being in the eighties. I think it's like, uh, this generation's wonder years. Oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it's, uh, but yeah, like I, 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 all this to say, this kind of conversation kind of turned into uh, uh, a retrospective on Adam Sandler's whole uh, acting career. The last thing I'll say about that, too, is in looking at the career of Adam Sandler, I think I'd like to quote Principal Skinner from The Simpsons uh, in thinking of the evolution of the audience as we uh, ingest the different films from Adam Sandler. Principal Skinner says, Am I out of touch? No. It's the children who are wrong. Uh, things grow around us, and if we don't want to grow with it, then maybe it's not our thing anymore. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, it doesn't have to be. Like, we don't have to love Adam Sandler or what he creates. Um, and you also don't have to hate it. Like, uh, right. like. Like I, I saw this and I was like, this was a fun movie. And I remember all the joy and like connection I made to this movie. And I just wanted to be so much like Billy Madison. Um, and I thought that like his rambunctious rebellness was fun and like really connected to me, especially in middle school. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed that. And, um, and I mean, a movie like click as well, like, especially at, like watching that movie as an adult, uh, man, like it, it's great. Like I, I really enjoyed that movie for different reasons. Um, so overall it's okay to not like things. It's okay. Just don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. Hate is never cool. Yeah. That's that's what I learned. What what happened to this episode? This is not <laughs> how I thought this was going to go. We're doing Billy yeah. Madison and it turned into a sermon. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think it's time for? Head cannon. <laughs> what do we do with head cannon, Ricky? Well, with head cannon, we share our unique ideas and uh, words based off of evidence provided by the movie. Uh, unique ideas and uh, theories, basically. Here's my headcanon. Billy Madison graduated and became a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to retire he had a protege. Okay, here it goes. I'm back. All right. So he had a protege who really looked up to him. His, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to become a teacher too. And I'm going to teach these kids how to be the best kid he can be. Uh, or the, and we're going to teach these kids and fight for them. Blah, 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 things and stuff. Kevin James, here comes the boom. Oh, I thought you were going to turn it into grownups. Oh, you know, I haven't seen grownups. Oh, well, also Kevin James. Ah. Yeah. And then Kevin James, by proxy, after Here Comes the Boom, becomes a mall, car- mall cop. And they get married to each other. Yep. 
and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, and then their marriage is like really long, like the longest yard. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just reading off of both of their IMDb. I'm just going right. to Facebook, clicking on their friendship, and just reading off all their movies. So my headcanon actually extends into another segment on the podcast, which is the sequels um, segment. Yeah, recast and remake. Yes. So uh, my headcanon, since I've been watching a lot of Fringe, um, and I also enjoy Jet Li's action film, The One, um, is that every single Happy Gilmore movie exists in a different universe, but they are all, at their core, the same person. And so the final movie that Adam Sandler ever makes will be a remake of Jet Li's The One, where he's <laughs> going through and visiting these different universes. Of course, oh in Jet Li's version, he's killing them off. Um, but I think in uh, in the Happy Madison version, he would be going through and like, picking them up and be more like the, getting the band back together kind of feel like the Muppets loading up the bus. He'd be collecting versions of himself from all these different movies um, wow. to have like one last hurrah. Be like the greatest party ever. That's solid. I think it'd be such a fun way for an actor to retire from film. Yeah. Yeah, like Hero in the episode of Heroes. Don't you dare. <laughs> yeah. I oh, haven't no, that... been that upset about a character coming back after a beautiful send-off since Zach Braff on Scrubs. Seriously. Oh, man. And you nail the send-off. Yeah. You say yeah, goodbye, you... and then we miss oh. you. In the Olympics, did any of them stick the dismount and then climb back onto the pommel horse? <laughs> no. They took their gold medal and said, see you next year. Oh, Ricky, it's actually uh, every every four years. Really? Unless they're really what? good at ice skating. Then it's what just have I two. been watching? I, I think you were just watching uh, ESPN4. <laughs> that would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's my head cannon, yeah. No, that's way solid. Um okay, here's my head cannon. Hear me out. Billy Madison is Richie Rich grown up. Hmm. So like Richie Rich as like a kid, like was very affluent, had like all of these different gadgets and things like that, and his parents were rich, like, hey, this is great. But after the passing of his mother around his adolescence, because they said, like, hey, this is me and my wife's dream. But, like, there's an allusion to her being passed, like uh, her passing, right? right? Well, Richie Rich, they say, hey, listen, all throughout school, I just paid for you. And that seems like something like a, a well-meaning uh, but misdirected, like, parent might do. Um and so he just thought that everything went his way, and then uh, he just kept on, like, kind of becoming more, like, becoming more and more aware of his wealth and status and just stopped trying and just started skating on by. And then he grew up into 
Billy Madison. And Richie Rich was just the nickname that they gave him. Yeah, because that's a ridiculous actual name. Although he did play Happy Gilmore. Just couldn't let me have this head cannon. Could you? No, you have it. You have it's there. It's, it's established. Gone. It's God. There's, there's also a lot of shared names in this movie with other uh, Billy Madison movies, like the name of the dog in Billy Madison is Happy. That's right. Yeah. Which means that Happy Gilmore is a daydream of the dog. Again, reviewing another movie that's not this movie. Or he did a reverse nine lives situation. Oh! Uh, and the dog became a hockey player that plays golf. Oh, man. That's good. I like it. I like that headcanon for that other movie. For that other movie. <laughs> so I, I think the Fractured Universe also works, especially when you have the same leading ladies like Drew Barrymore being in 51st Dates and The Wedding Singer, you start to see, like, oh, they were destined to be together in these different oh, universes. Oh, that's good. So even yeah. if they don't get it right in one, they get it right in the other. Um, and I, that was something that we saw with the Megathon, too, where the Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan movies seemed right. like they were just the same characters in different universes. Yeah, just finding each other through life. That's good. Yeah. I knew you in another life, brother. All right. So now we're going to go to the segment of the show called Recast and Remake. If this movie were to be remade today, um, who would be recast and or what would the story be if it were like a sequel type thing? Uh, I'll start with saying hands down Adam Sandler or (laughs) I like it. Innovative. (laughs) Think outside the box. Hands down Adam Sandler. Shot for shot remake. Billy Madison. Um, no, uh, Andy Samberg. I know that they uh played father and son in um that one movie with the both of them. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, what was that movie called? That's my boy, that's, that's my boy, my boy. Um, because there's so many just mannerisms that Adam Sandler has, that I could easily see because, like, he was doing certain things that reminded me of Adam Sandler and Hot Rod. I, oh, I keep yeah. saying Adam Sandler. That me that reminded me of Andy Samberg. Oh, dang it. Yeah. And they then the have... two friends would be Jorman Akiv. Uh, yeah. I don't know why it says name like that. And your Akiva. Yeah. Yeah. Or or ooh ooh. If not them, like okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and recast the entire thing. All the SNL alums. Um, Norm Macdonald would be Bill Hader. Uh, okay. And then I would say the other guy whose name escapes me. Um, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frank would be, it would be Bobby Boynihan. Um, yeah. And, and then I want to say Emma Stone would probably be the teacher. Hmm. Even though she's not technically an SNL alum. Um, or Amy Poehler. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, that's who I would cast at least. I'm always a fan of Kristen Wiig, so. Oh yeah, no Kristen Wiig, she'd do great. She'd do great. Um, and then for uh, uh, I, I just really bring back Bradley Woodford. I mean, he, he's just great. For the most part, looks exactly the same too. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I don't know what kind of deal he made with some kind <laughs> of false deity, but it's working. Yeah, it's working great. <laughs> um, for Carl, um, I would get the guy who I thought that he was. Um, <laughs> Not Larry Hankin. I didn't think. I thought it was the guy from um, Law and Order. Oh, There's, Sam Waterston. Yeah, I thought it was Sam Waterston. Oh. But I, I would have him be him. And then, of course, his um his childhood friend or his um elementary school friends would be um season one Luke from Modern Family. Like just everyone. Every student is Every season student. one Luke from Modern Family. Yeah, they'll just superimpose his face on everyone. So that <laughs> it's like being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or Agent Smith. Oh yeah, oh yeah, just like that. Oh, he'd be a great oh uh, uh, villain for the villain. Yeah, yeah. Hugo Weaving. V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, and Cloud Atlas. Who's in Cloud Atlas? Everyone. Oh, that's right. I you know yeah. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. I think he'd be great. As a, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh man, you know who'd be great as a, oh, the announcer character, um, who, uh, the guy who like hosted the last game, his delivery made me laugh so hard. That was the other thing, like his whole spiel about, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. So but he was an the, SNL writer. No way. Yeah. Yeah. He, he. He used to pop up in different sketches on SNL. Loved him. His his speech right before you get in, <laughs> the speech he gave right before you went in was like, I think the, the first new laugh I had. He said, so if anybody cheats, especially with my uh, tramp of a wife, I'm just going to snap, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He just he just levels with everyone. He's just like, no. <laughs> oh, I just love the matter of factness that he said. He said, "I'm just gonna snap. I'm just gonna lose it." Okay, so he just said, don't don't cheat because he's gonna lose it. <laughs> it was my favorite new laugh of the because everything else was just remembering that yeah. was a new laugh for me in that movie. Um, but anyway, his character, I would want Nick Offerman to play. I would want Nick Offerman to play him. Uh, Nick Offerman would be great. Him or John Mulaney, kind of going back to the SNL writer. Mm. Yeah. I feel like he could deliver it really well. Chris Parnell would also be. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. The, yeah. The, the whole quote is, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I ever heard. At no point. In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And then Billy says, Okay, okay. a simple a no simple would have been. <laughs> simple wrong would have done just fine. <laughs> I don't know why our Billy Madison impression makes him sound like he's 90. <laughs> oh, okay. Simple no. Wrong. Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> Not a sponsor. 
um, I would like to pitch the movie Bully Madison um, mm. that actually follows the lives of the O'Doyles oh. and interweaves their stories to their ultimate death uh, from the banana peel. Interesting. I, I like that. Bully Madison. That'd be that'd be good. And then it's about it's the redeeming story of the O'Doyles and how they come to learn the errors of their ways. Yeah, it turns out they didn't die at the bottom of that ravine. Yeah. They actually crawled from the wreckage and turned their lives around. Yep. Uh, we're going to go to a quick segment uh, that we've done before, um, and it's called What Would You Do? Uh, so, Grayson, if you had to go back and relive, uh, or like as an adult, go back into mm-hmm. all of, and like relive each grade for two weeks, what would you do? So for the younger grades, I would super focus on creativity mm-hmm. and trying to like work with others in creative ways, like the other kids in creative ways and building storytelling principles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Once I got into the hard maths within school, everything I would do would focus on the math portions because I did not appreciate them when I was going through them. I struggled, but now whenever I go back, it's like, oh, this totally makes sense. Like, I feel like I just took high school 10 years too early. You know, it's like my my <laughs> yeah. brain is formed in a way now to where I could actually, like, work through the more advanced math. Um, and so I, it would be great to have that yeah. opportunity. Oh, totally. Yeah, I feel like I do way better with American history now that Hamilton is a musical. Like, I feel like sure. that's what sure. was missing for me. Like, I'm just like, please, just go through American history so I can just ace everything. As long as the only question on the test is, what's his name? I go, hmm, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. His name is Alexander so. Hamilton. Yeah, I would have. I think that's the thing academically that I would change. Um, it's just like doing better in those kind of classes. Cause I thought that two weeks was such an interesting concept. Cause I, I don't think I picked up on the fact that he was doing this for, I did the math before let's do movie math, he, two weeks. And they told him that he had to be done by June. So every month he went through two grades. So that's, uh, 12 grades divided by two, six months. He, he was at school. He went to school for six months. Did it. <laughs> it seemed like his dad wanted to hand the company over a, a lot sooner. Right? I they mean, had that dinner and everything. People missed their flights. Yeah. And then they waited six months to see if he could do this thing and had it through a party every single time. Um, but yeah, so if I were to like spend six months back at school uh, and have a party at the end of it, I feel like I would... I would have I would I would go back and I would appreciate nap time more like oh man did I not appreciate nap time like all right you gotta go sleep like oh no like as an adult like oh good I could use a nap like right now that would be perfect there's no way I fall asleep during nap time (laughs) like I am a grown man (laughs) I'm not sleeping next to a bunch of kids no, I mean, granted, I would, I would see. Here's what you have to do. During nap time, you have like your own little mat, so you just like set up your mat and set up your own little corner for it, and you are set. 
Yeah. And then Chris Hansen kicks in the classroom door. <laughs> this was by far the worst pervert I had ever met. No, you understand that I'm trying to get back the company and it's part of the day. It's not what it looks like. And what uh, does it look like? Uh, oh, I no, you're, you're doing that thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like the grade I would. I, I felt just like Billy Madison when he <laughs> when he said with his uh, he went back to visit his friends in elementary school. And the kid's like, oh, I can't wait till I go to high school. He said, no, you stay here. Stay as long as you can. I've always appreciated that. Yeah, You have to cherish it. Like that whole scene, I was like, yes. Like high school would be horrible. Like it it, snaps so quickly. Yeah. Oh, man. Like that would be me in high school. Because like being a grown man um in high school um it's like not even that like just being in high school or middle middle school and up just already being that age is horrible um uh, and i'm gonna borrow a quote from john mulaney he's like kids just know how to tear you down it's just like oh your knees are funny it's like how did you know i'm insecure about those like, it's just, like, they will just uh, mentally uh, just tear you down. And I would not look forward to that. I would hope that those weeks, I would want to just opt in for the triathlon or the academic triathlon for middle school to high school. Like, ah, let's just speed this thing up. It'd be interesting if we had seen him in more of the extracurricular activities. Um, I know they say at the beginning, like, the subjects that he has to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the in the part at the end, he does the um, the Shakespeare reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked to seen like Billy rehearsing for a play or mm-hmm. Billy in a like serious art class, things like that. Yeah, I think I think that could have been fun. Yeah, man. Don't know why I said that, but uh, yeah, it would be it'd be fun to see that. Or like on a sports team, but oh. since he's not going to be there for the full season, they just make him make him the water, the water boy. boy. <laughs> All right, so now we are going to give our reasons to recommend Grayson. Why would you recommend Billy Madison? In a lot of ways, I think Billy Madison is the seed that sprouted a lot of other. Uh, Adam Sandler films. This is kind of the origin of those movies. And uh, that's always fun. It's like watching Steve Martin and the jerk. Um, like that kind of thing, wherever you see that, that movie that really turned the career for that actor and defined what their, what their tone is. And uh, Billy Madison is that for Adam Sandler. And it's fun to see. And since he goes through so many different age groups, um, I think, there's a lot of um, relatable material there that you can just look back on and be like, oh, yeah, that, that's a whole different angle from when I enjoyed it the first time. Um, yeah, you just catch jokes that you didn't get before. And, you know, it's really built in layers. It's kind <laughs> of like the nature of it. But it's, um, yeah, it's just a fun film. It's, um, it's tight and character-driven and has a ton of... Uh, 
cameos in it that you probably don't remember that they were in the movie. And you're like, hey, that person. So, yep, I would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, Billy Madison was one of those movies that I distinctly remember as a kid just being, like, one of the quintessential comedies for uh, me and my friends in middle school. And it's it's fun to look back at it and imagine yourself, like, in his shoes. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, like, it, it lends itself very well to uh, current day situations with just a lot of, um, just a lot of, like, maturity um longing for nostalgia and um just learning like it's like a coming of age story really um about like being responsible and taking ownership and all these other kind of themes but the reason why i recommend this movie is like just if you if you watched it when it first came out in like 95 or the 90s I just think it's definitely worth a rewatch, uh, especially with how well it plays into uh, the premise because um, Billy is now, like for those of us who are kind of like around our age, like Billy Madison is like who we are like now. Like imagine yourself going back into all your grades. Like how would you do it differently? Like what would you do uh, so it's just fun to imagine yourself in that, and it's just great um, nostalgically to just see Adam Sandler in one of his, the films that kind of defined um, his uh, genre and style of comedy, um, and like made him a staple in a lot of uh, people's minds when it comes to comedy. So and that yeah. And like Wayne's World, it has a uh, brief but brilliant moment from Chris Farley. And whenever you come across those, like that kid's face that Billy grabs, you cherish it. You got to cherish it. So, yeah, totally. All right, everyone. So that is our review of Billy Madison. Let us know what you thought of Billy Madison or what you think about Billy Madison on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. And let us know what you thought of our review on iTunes. Uh, Search iTunes, click on the review tab, and let us know uh, what category in the academic triathlon that you would place this podcast under. So... If you didn't like the review, you could say this this review was I've categorized this review under burning dog poo and the human response. <laughs> uh unless y- you like that kind of thing, just clarify. You know we'll we'll know what it will mean. Yeah. Please show your work. Yes. <laughs> and be sure to follow us on Instagram where we will be posting what next movie we will be reviewing here on the podcast so you'll want to follow us there so you can like have it's like a movie club it's like being a part of a movie club and then having this conversation later so look out for that post this next week it's gonna be magical so be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until next time remember to be kind and rewind